It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Downtown, Peckle Park, a new beginning, let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Rockin the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knockin them down. Baby says you want to go to the game. To the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the, rockin the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knockin them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school name. All of the homies holler Padre gang. Yeah, they. Good day, everybody. Welcome to episode 100, or excuse me, episode 201. I, I keep getting stuck uh, in episode 200. I was about to say 100-something. Uh, this is 201. I got to get used to being in the 200s now. Uh, this is episode 201 of the Talking for Hours podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Ben Fadden, coming to you. Uh, when is this going to come out? I think it's going to come out on July 19th. Uh, so that would be a Tuesday. The day of the All-Star Game, the morning of the All-Star Game. Uh, who knows who won the Home Run Derby last night? I am recording this on a Monday before the Derby, uh, knocking out a couple hypothetical trade episodes. This one is about Brandon Drury, who plays for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, another one that I'm going to do, which is probably going to go out, what, Thursday, uh, would be is going to be Anthony Santander, so stay tuned for that one. That probably is episode 202. Uh, but 201 here about Brandon Drury. And trade deadline's coming up August 2nd, so we're a few weeks away from that, a couple weeks away from that. And it is clear what the Padres need at the deadline, right? That is offense. And, you know, Bob Melvin talked about that after Sunday's 3-1 to loss, where the Padres had that one home run from Luke Voigt, uh, but they didn't do a whole lot else. They had 12 consecutive outs at one point. There was one point where Profar was on second after a leadoff double. And then I believe Manny, Cronenworth both popped up and Mazzara struck out. I think that's what happened. That's not the point. The point is 
they weren't able to advance Profar. He didn't score, didn't even get to third. Uh, just a lot of stranded opportunities. Bomel said after Sunday, quote, we're not really a power team right now, end quote. He's right. Uh, Dennis Lynn said in The Athletic uh, earlier today, Padres rank uh, 20th in the majors in OPS with runners uh, on base. 736 is their OPS. They rank 27th in slugging percentage. They rank 25th in home runs. And they have and Eric Hosmer, who you know is making $20 million a year, uh, is the first baseman. And first baseman nowadays, they're supposed to be big power bats, right? They usually always are supposed to be that. Uh, but you look around the league, Anthony Rizzo, Paul Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson. It's a lot of power bats, right? Um, that's not what Eric Cosmer is. And they're a big chunk of the Padres' salaries towards this guy. And he doesn't have an extra base hit since June 26th, according to Dennis Lynn. So this offense needs some slug, needs some extra base power. And I think Brandon Drury of the Cincinnati Reds is that guy. And I think he fits this team because he could DH if you want him to. You're tired of Luke Voigt or you don't want Eric Cosmer DHing and you want uh, Cronoworth playing first. Or Drury could play first if you want to. He plays first. He plays third. I believe he can play left, probably right field a little bit as well, can DH. So there's versatility in him. And the Padres payroll right now stands around 200 29-ish million dollars somewhere around there and the luxury tax is 230 million so they're right up against it so we could talk about Juan Soto all we want and I already have an episode out on podcast platforms and on YouTube about Juan Soto we're going to talk about him I'm going to continue talking about him fans are going to continue to talk about getting Juan Soto because Juan Soto is one of the best players in baseball period Brandon Drury is not Anthony Santander is not but they come at a cheaper price than Juan Soto. And there's going to be a lot of teams interested in Juan Soto. The Dodgers are one of them. So the Padres acquiring Juan Soto, they might have the prospects for it, but I don't know if A.J. Preller wants to give up James Wood, Robert the III, C.J. Abrams, and Mackenzie Gore, if that's what the Nationals want in return. And the Dodgers, they've already shown they're willing to give that up. They gave up their top two prospects last year for Scherzer and Trey Turner. It didn't work out for them in terms of winning a World Series, but they're willing to do that. And I don't know if the I don't know if Preller is going to be willing to do that because he loves those prospects. Um, so let's, you know, in this situation, let's say that doesn't happen and the Padres want to stay under the luxury tax. They can't get rid of Hosmer's contract. They're not going to be able to get rid of Stammen or anyone like that. Let's say that happens. Let's say they only can clear a, one, maybe, you know, maybe one contract, someone. I have no idea who. Uh, they can bring in Brandon Drury stay under the luxury tax, and you could still improve your offense with this deal. Drury has a 1-6 war so far this year. He has 18 home runs, which is more than any Padre, including Manny Machado. He's driven in 52 runs, which is more than any other Padre. So there you go. He'd be your best offensive player, at least pre-All-Star break. That's your, that would be your best offensive player if you're just bringing the stats over to the Padres. Uh, and he'd probably be right in the middle of the lineup. He can DH, he could play first, could play third, he could probably play left a little bit. Um, I know Profar's played left, but if you want him somewhere, I'm sure he could play right a little bit. I know they like Nomar Mazzara. Mainly DH or first base, I think I'd be looking at for Brandon Drury if they somehow can get rid of Luke Voigt, or they just want Voigt and Hosmer to be on the bench, or one of those guys to be on the bench and have the other play first or DH. 
Um, and you could still keep Cronenworth at second, have Abrams at short until Tatis comes back, right? Uh, or when Tatis comes back, if you want Tatis in center a little bit, or if you want him at short, you have you could play Abrams at second, Crony at first. You have Drury play uh, DH um, some days, and you know maybe you just have Voight and Hosmer on the bench. I mean, at this point, they just need more slug in this lineup, and Brandon Drury is that slug. And so my proposed trade is the Padres get Brandon Drury. He's making $900,000 this year, so it would keep him under the luxury tax. Uh, and Cincinnati gets Ryan Weathers and Steven Wilson. So baseball trade values has the Padres getting six total value back. Uh, I think that's six million back. I don't know how they do their metric, but what it is in baseball trade value, just plug in a trade, and if the numbers match up pretty much the same, same number on each side, it's about an equal trade, and it's approved on their system. Uh, the Reds would get 7.30 of value back with Weathers and Wilson, so that's a pretty even deal. But whether, I don't know if Cincinnati you know, values Weathers as high as baseball trade values does because he has a 6.83 ERA so far this year in AAA. But if, they can think, if the Reds think they can get his walks down, then maybe they do that deal. Um, that's the big you know, issue with Weathers, what I've seen from the stats in AAA. He has more walks in less games this year than he had last year in more games in the major leagues. Um, so, yeah, he just needs to refine that command, and maybe the Reds think that they can find that. If they could find that, they got a pretty good uh, starting pitcher in Ryan Weathers who would be under contract for, what, five years or something uh, because he played last year in the majors. 2020, he only debuted in the postseason. So if they can find it, you got a cheap contract, controllable starter, controllable starter uh, right there in Ryan Weathers. And I believe his, didn't his dad, David, I think he pitched for the Reds. So there you go with that. Uh, and then Steven Wilson, he has a 3.58 ERA this year. Maybe the Reds also think that they could fix Wilson a little bit. He, in his first nine appearances in the majors this year, he had a 1.93 ERA. He was pumping that fastball by hitters, commanding it better. Yeah, uh, yesterday, again, I'm recording this on a Monday. Yesterday, Sunday's game, he could not really control the strike zone uh, at all. Uh, or excuse me, he didn't have command at all with his pitches. It was a walkathon with him and Mackenzie Gore. So maybe if the Reds think that they could fix that a little bit, they take on Wilson and they get Weathers as well to control. Both guys would be controllable. And it's only one year, half less than half a year of Brandon Jury that they're giving away. Maybe that's something that they, they're intrigued by and that they're interested in. Um, for the Padres, you know, with Weathers and Wilson, I don't know how much of a big impact they're going to provide this year. And this is probably the Padres' best year to win it all. Uh, if you're just looking at the rotation and Tatis coming back at some point, right? Like there's a lot, there's potentially four free agent starters after this season. Um, you know, Musgrove, there's talks, their update from Kevin Acey this morning in his newsletter, there's talks, uh, Musgrove and the Padres, and there's optimism that they could get a deal done by the end of this week and that Musgrove's okay with going to free agency if they don't get a deal done. So there's urgency probably on the Padres' side of things to get a deal done. They obviously have the draft they're dealing with through Tuesday. They drafted Dylan Lesko in the first round. And then, but after Tuesday, uh, after the All-Star game, they can sit down with him over those next two days before they head to New York uh, for Friday's game and hammer out a deal. That, you know, might allow the Padres to be like, hey, we'll part with Ryan Weathers. 
because we have a starter, at least another starter coming back with Snell and Darvish and Gore next year. Um, so, you know, in the Padres' point of view, like, this is the year it feels like to go win it, you know, with the starting rotation that they have, with Manny playing as well as he has, and Crony being an all-star this year. Uh, and Steven Wilson, I, I just don't know how much of a big impact he's going to have for this team coming back, considering, um, I mean, coming back, I mean, coming back from the all-star break, considering that he was just called up, and there's going to be reinforcements coming in the month of August. Pomerantz, Baez, Castillo, it's, it would feel like those guys coming up. And so you would think that that would minimize Steven Wilson's impact and role on this team. And you have Ray Kerr, that's another option for the Padres as a lefty. I know Wilson's a righty. There's other options. You could have Nick, you know, they have Nick Martinez, Denelson Lamette still. There's other options, uh, and it's not the end of the world. Kevin Copps uh, might be in AAA by the end of this year. Who knows? There's other options out there uh, other than Steven Wilson. So if you have to part with Wilson and Weathers in a deal like this to go get a guy that would have led your team in home runs with 18 home runs uh, before the All-Star break, I think you go do it. You know, it's only one year. It's a cheap contract. You're not going over the luxury tax for this guy. Like, I would do this trade. If, let's say, the Reds don't want Ryan Weathers and they only want Wilson, the Padres could get Drury, and then Cincinnati gets Wilson and Mears. Joshua Mears, he's 6'3", 230. They'd obviously have him under control because he's playing, I think, in single A right now with Lake Elsinore. Gigantic legs. If he lowers his strikeout rate and he you know, becomes a little bit more of a contact guy, kind of like James Wood, who doesn't strike out as much as Joshua Mears does, the Reds could get a huge, huge bat for them. Um, he could thrive at a great, great American small park is what I like to call it. Great American ballpark, but Great American Small Park is what I like to, uh, you know, name that ballpark because of how small it sometimes can look when big leaguers go in there. And Josh Ramirez is huge. Obviously, power is his tool, his big tool. And so maybe the Reds want to take a risk on that, you know, trade power for power, uh, a veteran power guy in Drury, at least this year, for a younger power guy in uh, Josh Ramirez and see how that goes. So those are two hypothetical deals. Um, that the Padres and Reds might be interested in. You know, there's going to be other teams that are interested in Brandon Drury, so I want to make that clear. Like, this isn't like a slam dunk, like the Reds would accept this deal. They would probably take this deal and then go around to other teams around the league, like the Dodgers or other teams that need power, and say, hey, here's what the Padres are offering. Can you be better than this? I'm sure other teams might feel more desperate, but I'm just matching up with baseball trade values. I'm not saying that Preller... He's only going to offer Wilson and Weathers or Wilson and Mears. I don't even know if he would offer Mears. But I think in terms for a fit for the Padres, all I know is it feels like this guy would fit. He could DH. He could play first. He could play third a little bit. Um, I think he could play left. I think he could play right if injuries happen. So I, I think this guy could be a fit for another bat. And you could put Voight and Hosmer on the vent. Uh, excuse me. I don't know what the bench is. On the bench. Um, you know, in, in like a worst case scenario, which I don't even think that'd be a worst case. Your bench would be Voight Hosmer. Um, and then like Alfaro, if Nola's catching or Nola, if Alfaro's catching and then, uh, Grisham or Ruiz, there's your four man bench. I don't think that's the end of the world. Well, Mazar or Myers. So you, if you have a five, it would be a five man bench. I don't know how many guys they've been running on the bench. Um, 
maybe so maybe they would have to trade Voight uh, in a deal like this. Maybe the Reds would be open to that. I, I don't know. Voight does. I think he has two more years after this year. Um, so maybe they want that control and they'll flip Voight next year or this offseason. You know, who knows? Uh, so that is the first of my two potential trades that I'm doing right now. So this is episode 201. Really short, like 15 minutes. Uh, just a hypothetical trade. Just putting it out there. Let me know your thoughts on this deal. If you would do it, what if you think the Padres would have to offer more? Uh, in the comments here on this YouTube channel, Talking Friars, I encourage you to subscribe for daily Padres content. And if you're on the podcast platforms, I appreciate you as well. You can let me know on the YouTube channel in the comments if you go there or at Talking Friars on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever. Uh, also, the voicemail number is 619-335-5770 if you want to be involved with the show. This episode has been sponsored by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheesesteaks and Garlic Fries. They're located inside Petco Park during the Padres season in Mission Gorge and in Point Loma as well. Uh, you can visit gaglionebros.com to view their entire menu, the phone numbers, their addresses, all that good stuff. So that's the episode. Brandon Drury, Padres hypothetical deal. I think Drury could go to the Padres, $900,000 just for this year. It would be less than that because it would be prorated. Cincinnati gets uh, Ryan Weathers and Steven Wilson or Steven Wilson and Josh Ramirez. So let me know your thoughts. Uh, and that's the episode. Go Padres. First game back is on Friday. And I'll see you later.